Hi, this is Boom Goddess Radio, and I'm here, Andrea Goldmarks, with my two fabulous co-hosts, Jennifer Davis-Pay and B.B. Peters. And this is a special kind of session because it's our first time using a Zoom to do podcast and um, broadcast. So we wanted to con convene this and focus this episode on the goodness in these times. We've experienced moments of goodness despite all the strife and fear and anxiety and loneliness and depression. And so we thought it was our obligation to focus on connection, which is our mission, as well as the kinds of things in our guests' lives that have enhanced the experience as opposed to, and, and, and made the experience so much um, more, not only tolerable, but in many cases, joyous. We want to highlight what learning has occurred. And we also want to highlight how each of us has gone out of our way to raise our moods, to help others, and to find what is valuable for us to take from this experience. So welcome, everybody. And it's so nice to be here. It's so nice to be here and talk to people all over the country, right? Uh, in a couple of past episodes, we've talked to a woman from Canada. We've talked to a man from Oklahoma. And now, uh, in just a little bit, we'll be introducing our lovely and, may I add, quite funny guest. And uh, so we're, and she's from Tucson, Arizona, where we're all from. So uh, it's Good. It feels good to be connected and to get a perspective from other people and what's happening in their lives. Uh, it's definitely the, the different perspectives that we're after. And so what we want to do is we would like to introduce you to our guest. Her name is Diana Will. She is a beautiful woman who has just renovated her house from the ground up and has created an absolute environment of beauty. She is a practicing Buddhist and she is the grandmother of two young boys. Welcome the beautiful Diana Will. Thanks for joining us today. And I might add that you've been quite ill for a period of time. And so there's something also about reconnecting. Connecting is one thing, reconnecting is another. So. Thank you for reconnecting and including us in that. My, my pleasure, my pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit, just for some context, about how life was before and how life is after? Sometimes I say, I call it BCV, right? Before coronavirus. So what was life like then for you? Um, and just a quick summary and... Well, I would say uh, that before the the before all this, when I when I was much younger, I never wanted to be home alone. Um, I I don't know what it was. Maybe I just didn't want to be alone with myself. It was too scary. So I was always out being busy and doing things. But now um, I just turned seventy one. Um, I've come to value my time alone. Like, what was I ever afraid of? I mean, <laughs> 
I really, really like being alone. And there's such a freedom and not having to check in with this person or check in or be responsible for anybody else but myself. So uh, I had a long marriage. Um, uh, I broke up with a lover a while ago. My kids, as we were talking about, I, I lived with my daughter for a couple of years. But when they got into school, then I was able to buy this beautiful home and, um, uh, and remodel it and make it into the sanctuary. I've always had a dream of a big sanctuary where women could live and tiny houses and horses and organic gardens and come in music and all kinds of things and then go out in the world and save the world and come back together. Um, but after two reversals of fortune, that's not going to happen. But I've got this house, and um, I built a fire pit outside, and I have a drumming circle. And uh, so, it, during this time now, in my in my solitude, I'm I'm just making the most beautiful garden and the most beautiful fireplace and the most beautiful sitting area. And I'm just like I'm like in heaven with just my own decisions and my own things. And I'm just I'm just I'm really, really loving it. So I'd say before it was busy, all people, and now I'm, I'm come into myself, I'm pulling out just all, all the goodness and all the ideas and all my wisdom is coming out now in creating this, this place. Did the force isolation cause this? Yes. Okay. The, yeah, because I was always going and doing and I wasn't ever finishing it. So I actually wrote down a little note on my thing here, forced, forced isolation is good. It's given me the time. It's given me the time. It's a gift. I believe this time has for me, even though I was sick, I didn't die. I thought I was going to die, but it's, it's been a gift. It really has been a gift. Let's talk about that for just a moment about how sick you were, um, what the symptoms were, and is it you're thinking that you did have the virus? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went for the antibody test yesterday, actually, and I'll find out in a week if it's if it yes. real. Mine started with, very briefly, it started with a sore throat. Um, it went into extreme tiredness, uh, muscle aches, body aches, and instead of a fever, I was freezing. And I see now that the CDC says that's another, they've just now said that that's another major. I, I would sweat and then I'd be so cold, I'd be in front of the heater, as hot as it was. I was freezing. And then I... Um, I, w I, I went and got a milkshake at the beginning and I, I'd asked for double chocolate and I was tasting it and I go, what the heck is this vanilla? And I, I couldn't eat it. And I came home and I was trying to smell my flowers. The, the, the orange trees were in, in bloom and I, God, Meyer lemon buds don't have like an orange smell. Then I read that it's about taste and smell that you lose that, right? And then I was so confused and I got vertigo and I actually thought I was going to die. I, I, one morning I woke up and I, um, I don't want to make this too long, but my heart was hurting. I couldn't, oh, and I was coughing and I couldn't catch my breath and I couldn't talk. I was coughing, coughing was so bad, so much pain. I woke up and I thought, this is the morning I'm going to die. And so I came into my little study where I'm sitting now and I, I said, I think I need to write a letter to my family. I'm, I'm dying. I just felt like it. And I looked back in the room and I said, uh-oh, I better straighten that up because when they come for the body, they're going to think I'm a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
always concerned, right, about the image, about the look. So, so I cleaned up my room a little bit. I took my blood pressure. It was like 220 over 180. It was absurdly high. And I just started writing to my grandchildren and my, my children and the most important people in my life. And I wrote and I wrote and I wrote, wrote like an hour. And then I took my blood pressure again. It was back to normal. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm not going to die today. So I, I, um, I just got up and I went in my meditation room and I was chanting. But I was so, I, three days I slept and I could just barely, on my hands and knees, crawl to the bathroom. And what about food, honey? Did, were you eating during this time or what was happening no, with the food? I, I don't know. No, I wasn't hungry. Wow. Wow, so weak, so not hungry and weak in your body as well. And then yeah. in your mind, right? Because you didn't right. even know about the scent right. or something. Right. You lost your capacity. Right. Where did you right. think you picked this up? Where did you, where were you? Were you out alone? I don't, I don't know because I don't know anybody who's had it. Right. Asymptomatic no situation, right? Where Probably. people sort of poo-poo, you know, wearing the mask and doing those right. precautionary things. And then uh, someone else catches it. And so I, I like what uh, Governor Cuomo said, that it's about responsibility, that wearing your mask is about responsibility. And that really struck with me and it encouraged me and invited me to wear the mask more often, if not at always when I'm out. Yeah. Right, I do now. This, I got this in mid-March. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was a long siege. And, you know, it was its own crucible event. You know, a crucible event is something that really right. happens to you. It changes your life. Right. And um, I, I thought it was interesting as somebody who advocates journal keeping that you took your blood pressure before and after writing your heart out, literally right. writing your heart out. And uh, so I just want to make a case, you know, just this little illustrative moment that truly, regardless of what ails you, physical, emotional, spiritual, relational, there's nothing like getting it out in writing. It's truly, truly one of the gifts. And um, one more thing I just want to say that we are finding that the older generation really is enjoying a lot of the confinement, if you will, or the or the legitimate introversion. It's legitimate. You know, you don't want to go out. You don't want to speak to anybody. You know, you yeah. can really take care of yourself. So, thank you for thank you for that. Thank yep. you for sharing that, and thank you for looking so beautiful. I know that our <laughs> listeners can't see that, but truly, you've come a long way, baby. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Welcome back to the world. Thank you. Now, did you, did you go to, you didn't go to an ER or anything, did you? I went to the U of A, had a drive-through, and my, my oxygen level wasn't low enough, so they wouldn't test me. I went to, uh, I went to the urgent care, and she told me I had seasonal allergies, and I told her I've lived here 30 years, and I've never had an allergy, and she said, keep telling yourself that, dear. So, but she loaded me up with a steroid and an antibiotic and an inhaler and uh, and a uh, and a histamine and some other did things. Did you and use any of that stuff? Oh yeah, okay. I did. Yeah, that was the same. How, how long start to finish? So. Were, were you in bed? How long from start to finish were you in, in bed? Probably two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. That's quite a long time. Quite mm -hmm. a long time. Uh, sometimes on the couch. But. 
Well, and about a week, a week and a half recovery. I was really exhausted from it. Yeah. So yeah, it it took a, another week on uh, and a half on top of that to get back to normal. Yeah, it's a long right. and a life changing event. Well, we're really happy that you're with us today. And we'll be back after a brief break. We look forward to seeing you on the other side. Welcome to the Boom Goddess Radio. We're here today, uh, the three of us, the Boom Goddesses. I'm Jennifer Davis-Page, and I'm here with Dr. Andrea Gould-Marks and B.B. Peters. And we are talking with our good friend, uh, Diana Wills. And we are talking about this um, terrible virus that's going around the world and how we're all coping with staying in and how difficult it is or how easy it is. Welcome to Boom Gaps Radio. Well, one of the things we're learning from Diana is at 71, which she shared with us, this experience of enforced solitude, let's say, has been a haven for her. It has been an experience that has allowed her to unfurl and to stretch into the reality of her life and who she is as a woman. And we just love hearing about that, Diana, because the truth is that it is so. As we age, we do have more internal richness to pay attention to. So sounds like you are swimming in that pool and um, wondering how your habits have changed, if any. And a lot of people talk about their habits are changing. They were night people, now they're morning people, or vice versa. How, how have your habits changed? Well, the most important habit that I'm about to change <laughs> is um, in my work life, I've always been um, in charge of the big picture. I always organize, develop, create, and I have all kinds of people that do all the detail work for me. I'm not a detail person. And uh, I like to get things up and running, and then I like to hand off to everybody else to maintain. I'm not a maintainer either. And now, in this third decade, of third stage of life, um, now it's just me. I don't have staff, unless one of you want to come over. <laughs> um, and... Uh, so my big thing is scheduling and organizing. Now I can organize anybody like there's no tomorrow, but when it comes to me, I can't do it. Um, so that's common. I know it. I know I'm going to, I'm calling her my condo organizer. I can't wait. Um, so I used to say, Oh my gosh, if only I had enough time, I would thoroughly clean my house and organize and do everything. But guess what? That's not it. 
It's not time. That's it's not like calling you, huh? It's no, not calling you. It's my habit. It's my habit. And what happens is when I don't, and I have all, like in the old days, I could say, oh, do you have that? And I could lift the bottom of my pile and, oh, here it is. But now it's like, where is it? What is it? So, and that keeps me from finishing or moving forward my piles of stuff and my stuff stuff keeps me from moving forward because I'm always worrying about it right so what I've been doing and when when my helper comes my condo organizer <laughs> k-o-n-d-o um is um and I've started already is I just want clean lines I don't want anything to distract me except for what I want to create in this third stage of life. So uh, that's, that is exciting to me. And uh, I'm so looking forward to it because I do have a lot of things I want to create. I have a lot of things that I want to do in this third stage. And what are those? Can you name two or three of them? What yes, I can. Them? Yes, I can. And I think one of the things um, that I that people have been talking about is what lifts our spirits, right? What What are we doing during this time to not go down the rabbit hole or, you know, be so caught up in all the political stuff and everything that's going on that can just make us all nuts? So I've always lifted my moods by helping other people. I, I just get great joy. My whole life has been, has been that. Um, recently, I was volunteering at Sister Jose's homeless shelter, and I'm a Buddhist leader, which is another big part of why I stay sane and grounded as my Buddhist practice. Um, I've, you know, I help my grandkids, but the things that I do for myself, if I can say this, is I turn up my, my stereo really loud, and I dance naked around the house. <laughs> very, very cool. Very possibly the curtains are drawn. Uh, uh, no. If, 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 no. <laughs> no, but it gives me great joy to just like move sensuously, you know, just yes. with no, no encumbrance. In fact, I built myself an outdoor shower in the back of my house. And then the second thing I, I get I, is I'm creating this garden and I love making, as I said earlier, just beautiful spaces and beautiful environments. So all around the drumming circle and the fire pit, I'm creating this gorgeous, gorgeous garden. So that, and it's very, it's kind of wild, but it's orderly too. And then- Sounds um, like you. Yes. Sounds like <laughs> When all of this is over with, we need to have a woman's talking circle at your place. Absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot wait. Um, so I'm pulling together, uh, ordering uh, drumming. I've got a lot of drums and, and a lot of different um, instruments that I'm getting. Uh, and I do spend a lot of time in gratitude. Like now I have time to like sit out on my little patio that I just built a cover for and just listen to the birds. I love feeding the birds and listening to the birds. And I, and I planted butterfly plants and, and uh, hummingbird plants and just, gosh, just to sit with my feet up and just be in gratitude how, how fortunate I am to be in this place at this time. Years ago, I was reading a, uh, the autobiography of um, Howard Hughes, and he was a recluse. And I said to myself at the time, I wonder if I could be a recluse. And I, I'd come to the decision a hundred years later that I could be. 
if I had all the creature comforts, you know, and I could, I could stay in the house and never go out. Right. Are you there yet? Are you, are any of you there? Bibi, Andrea? I think it's on a continuum. I think for me, I was also high stimulation out all the time. Mm -hmm. Now I am content. And part of it is, you know, have, being in relationship with someone who it, I don't have any of that hunting inclination that I might have had at certain times being single. That was a thing. But being home now is like Diana saying, opportune time to bring creative things that eggs that we've been sitting on like hens right. for right. all these years, right. allowing them to gestate and come forward. So yeah, uh, I'm appreciating my introversion more as I age, for sure. We now um, imagine things in a different way or see things in a different way. My uh, sweetie said that pre-coronavirus, we just look at things that we don't even see. And that reminded me of what Diana was saying, how she just sits in a garden and listens to the birds and feeds them and watches the garden. And it's almost like an act of play, right? Uh, and, and that we put ourselves in that spot. And there is a lot more meaning and value to it uh, because maybe it's more dear to us because perhaps like you, Diana, we sort of, released some of the tension during this alone time from what we were feeling society wise and pressure wise but now we're able to be empty a little bit and in that emptiness we can be more accessible or more inviting to what's coming to uh, towards us right right i um I, I i do realize that i was too busy being busy and the reason I want to have everything organized is because of what I see for myself for the future after we come through this. And we, we're like the pioneer women, like we're the boom goddesses, <laughs> the boomers, right, that are going to like be the support because we've pretty much effed up the world, our generation, right? And so this next Gen X, Gen Z, the millennials, we have to be there in the support, in the background to support them in creating this new world. So my, my whole goal for this whole thing that I'm building here at my home is I want to wake up the grandmothers, right? Because we're, we're talented, we're educated, we've worked, we're baby boomers, we've got skills from the civil rights movement, from the women's lib movement, from the sexual revolution, which I missed then, but I'm, I'm, I'm not now. So all those things that Never we too late. <laughs> all those things that we've done, we, we can use all that. So my goal is to wake up the grandmothers. And I do this through all the different work that I do, the horsework and the, the math, heart math and the Reiki is to bring women back to a true authentic self. What, did, what are their gifts? It's not the time to sit and watch Netflix for the next 10 years until we croak. It's right. like, what right. are we going to, what are we going to do now to, to, in this new phase that's going to come after this time of, in my opinion, corruption and destruction, and what are we going to do to build it back up? So those thoughts, those dreams are what keep me from 
keep me in a good place, a grounded place of hope for the future, rather than getting all caught up in the daily, what did he do today stuff, um, creating and dreaming for the future. Um, and realizing that in my own life, I have a wealth of information. I have a wealth of experience. I have, I have so much to give. And as a matter of fact, I think I was saying to Andrea the other day, it's almost like I have a shingle out in front of my house mm. because people are calling me and saying, I have this problem and blah, 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 blah. And it's like the two and three calls a day, like all of a sudden I've not had that. So I think that because I'm putting this out to the world, you know, emotionally and spiritually, that it's the universe is bringing it, even though I'm here sheltered, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's coming. So I'm very, I'm very looking very forward to the future. I was talking to Bibi and Andrea today about a kindness resource, and it sounds like that's what you've become, a kindness resource. People are calling yes. you to get information to see how helpful you can be to them. You want to share with us a little bit about what, what you've done to help a neighbor or friend? Sure. Um, I can tell you two things very quickly. One is uh, a friend, a very, very recent friend was having a very, very difficult time with a health situation. And uh, so I had him come and spend some time with me and my horse. And he had a lot of grieving that he needed to do over health. And uh, so I set up a little uh, activity with the horse and him and he was able to hold on to the horse, let some grief go. It was a really beautiful thing. And the second thing is I had a friend uh, who twice brought me a takeout from Wildflower. <laughs> yes, and it was absolutely delicious. And I was just so overcome. Yeah, it was beautiful. beautiful great examples, too. great examples. Dan, I know you want to thank our we do. We at Boom Goddess Radio, we would want all of the essential workers all over the world that have been helping to keep us safe. And also thank our guest, Diana Will, for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure to connect with you, Diana, to see you so healthy and glowing and beautiful. And we're excited to have another episode with you to talk about more, how shall we say, more intimate uh, topics. <laughs> You've heard from us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Please see us at boomgoddess.com and enter a comment or send us an email. We also have a Facebook page, Boom Goddess.